can roll straight in. Hello. 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 And welcome to the first Ecolada podcast. With Matt. And? The other one, Steph. <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> A very warm welcome to you. Yes, to any listener we might <laughs> to have. Anybody. Um, so we are Edinburgh's very first plastic-free supermarket. And we are the founders, Stephanie and Matt. And maybe a little bit about us is that when we, the eco larder is now what, eight, nine months old or something like that? Yeah, it's, yeah. well, yeah, as a shop, but we, this time last year, we were, we were crowdfunding. Yeah. And it's important to say that we are um, community driven, community backed social enterprise. Um, so yeah, we are into our first year, nearly through our first year. Yeah, and we created the space for the eco larder in our lives because we are yoga teachers and people take yoga classes at antisocial hours. So we are <laughs> yoga teaching, grocery selling. Parents. Parents. <laughs> there you go, that's definitely that, That's definitely us in a nutshell. <laughs> We've survived the parenting bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and still continuing to do so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. getting more and more, more and more work. Yeah. No, not work. Not She's work. just wild. Yeah. Yeah. But the first year we have survived. We have survived. Definitely. She slept a lot those first six months. Yeah. That helped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I say to everyone that like we couldn't do now. We couldn't start the journey of a year we've just had now. Now. With Jasmine at 14 months. No, 14 months means running around a lot and taking all the jars off the shelves. Yeah. That's just, Whereas yeah. at nine weeks old, yeah. at least baby can be still. Yeah. And we can still get a few things done. Yeah. So um, what were we saying? That we're a community-driven social enterprise. So yeah, in a nutshell, yeah. we are a zero-waste supermarket. Yeah. Social enterprise. And... Um, it is so much community driven that in the first place we were crowdfunded uh, to open up. We had a lot of people backing us and that gave us the money to actually get the shop together. And then many people volunteered and engaged with us and shared ideas and thoughts on what the eco larder should be. And hopefully we've created something that, you know, is, is some, somewhere people love to shop, can afford to shop and obviously shop plastic free yeah and we yeah yeah we've been so pleased by ever increasing awareness to the issues yeah and yeah we can see definitely how much uh plastic we're saving going to landfill going through recycling yeah and that's that's our that's our aim if yeah. you like it so, is yeah and i guess the podcast was kind of born out of ways to reach people, to share ideas, to share the latest research, to talk to people who are doing similar things or maybe completely different things, but all with um, either environmentally friendly angle or plastic free angle. Yeah. And we have two volunteers who know what they're doing <laughs> and also wanted to do a podcast. So that made it a very cool thing to try and do yeah. as well. Yeah. And we'd like to share just kind of what we're doing in our personal lives as well. Um, maybe, sh yeah, share ideas and thoughts, um, inspire more people to reduce the amount of plastic that they're using. Yeah. yeah. 
So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in listening to, then please do. Then this is the <laughs> podcast for you. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. La revedera. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
yeah. it takes, takes a while to yeah. shift and to use up everything that you want to use up yeah. to have to create the space um, to figure out where to get things from. Yeah. But with the van, we were, yeah, we were pretty set up from the go. From the get-go. Yeah. So we've been on a few trips around the UK. Mm -hmm. We're planning a big trip to see the north of Scotland. And it's nice because it's can carry Murphy the dog. Murphy the dog. Fits Jasmina nicely. Yeah. Plus us too. So yeah. it's... Um, yeah, proper family van. And we just see it as the best way to take holidays, running yeah. a business, getting away for little short trips when we can. Yeah. Um, yeah, and being uh, conscious not to not to go too far and see beautiful Scotland, which we haven't seen everything of. No, definitely not. So going away as a family, like mm -hmm. as a mom, I have all these practical things in mind. And I was like, how am I going to keep the cloth nappy thing going on the road? So... You know, I was a bit worried about that because usually if there's like number two situation with the baby, we have our little wet bag, but I usually only have one on the go and then I'm home and I'd wash it. Yeah. So I was like, how am I going to do it? So what we have found is we can maybe keep a couple of them going and then we need to just go to like a campsite and they have laundry facilities so that's what kind of how we've got around that. But I was really worried about that at the beginning. But yeah. things, you know, you, there's a washing line that we have as well that was luckily actually that came with the van. So you can just hang that up and hang up the washing. So I'm really pleased with that. We don't have hot water. So it's still a bit like, oh, uh, we have gonna get? solar panels on yeah. the roof, which powers. So we're uh, very green. Yeah. From our, uh, for our power yeah. and also we have these shower bags that yeah. we can solar panel heat for our shower so we get a warm shower we get a warm shower but not do, just the nappy do, thing we can't do the nappy thing no we so still if anyone need to go. is coming up or has hit this challenge too yeah then please write can, in or yeah, exactly. put a message yeah and we're also um looking for the best wild spots because we can get properly off grid yeah. in this thing so we are looking for obviously you don't want to give away your secret wild camping location so no. don't put it out there but maybe like private message us <laughs> like because that would be cool yeah i really fancy going to findhorn though yeah yeah Fintorn. like what's that the, Mo next... the, Mar the murray 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 or the banff coast, banff coast murray murray it's murray kind of northeast of aberdeen yeah isn't it yeah yeah very spiritual place yes very spiritual place <laughs> but going back to also Aberdeenshire you know where I grew up where Steph grew up yeah <laughs> where we've been many times mm -hmm. and we've done one or two trips already there yeah we have yeah so so we keep going back what else is um how else are we like really making sure that there's no waste with the camper van I guess maybe like the way that we've organized the spice rack is that one way? It is, isn't it? So we, we have this like magnetic board above the cooker. Yeah. And so we've attached these like magnets. Which we can't take credit for. This is pots. where the chef yeah. really focused on making it a camper van for him. Yeah. So he's got this amazing refill uh, magnetic refill spice rack. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So yeah, food, everything's taken care of food wise. Yeah. Um, and we're doing, yeah, I think we're doing really well. That's our diaries, is it? That's our camper van diaries. That's yeah, our so I guess van. we have <laughs> on the holiday front decided that, yeah, we're not flying. Mm -hmm. 
we're not if we're going abroad we're taking the van which we could also look into yeah um and yeah we've yeah i guess the big news is we are camper vanning we are camper vanning yes. we are taking a little bit of time to find balance in our lives again yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is cool yeah so yeah anything uh share some stories yeah anyone listening um yeah we want to hear from you if you're on a similar or in a similar converted van or just a camper van nice spots to go nice places to stay any zero waste wins and if you can help with nappies 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 like we are we haven't been away for too long so we haven't come into problems no but um you know because it was the second day that we managed to get to a campsite yeah and then we just got everything sorted there but i don't really know what to do if we didn't get to a campsite if we wanted to camp wild again that second night like how to overcome that yeah so that's the yeah, challenge so if anyone else is on that journey to reducing carbon footprint traveling for holidays yeah still getting away still enjoying getting away. adventures yeah. enjoying nature enjoying i mean i mean the our easiest beautiful planet really or the most obvious thing is to enjoy the uk right i mean it's yeah and that is i think starting to be seen so many more people are taking holidays at home yeah that's true so yeah and we live in like the most beautiful country in the world yeah by far yeah (laughs) so so we're lucky in that way okay yeah the diaries diaries done ta-da So at this point in the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ecolarder and a general shop update or very specific shop update. Probably each podcast, we're just going to mention a couple of things yes. that we want to really talk about and highlight from the shop. 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 That was sharp with the P. Shop. Shop. Okay. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like, stop. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing today? Um, what are we doing today? Uh, I thought, well, I, well, I think it's going really well in the shop and I'm absolutely loving because it is very unique to Edinburgh. We're the only place offering it is our milk vending machine. I love having plastic free milk and I know that you get milk deliveries and things, but living in flats and in the center of Edinburgh, is just not possible. So yeah. I love the milk vending yeah, machine. So you might have followed this from from the start yeah. and um, we've been one of the biggest things that or biggest challenge for us personally was that was one of the last things wasn't it to kind of cut, yes. cut down plastic and there's so much plastic with with milk and um, so we we were very consciously looking for the best alternative yes and yes as, as Steph said we've we've literally got a vending machine if nobody has or you haven't seen it we literally have huge vending machine for milk yeah um and yeah you can come in bring any glass bottle any plastic bottle you like and hit a button get a refill yeah hold it hold your bottle underneath the spout yes and it kind of froths like a beer which is also exciting um so you have to like do the tilt yeah a little little bit of tilt tilt your bottle press start yeah if you're only taking a liter it will automatically stop i don't trust the automatic stop i still don't i get too nervous i press the button you play chicken with the milk button yeah i I like the control of the button start pour milk stop 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we found a great partner in Mosquil yeah um, who are yeah have made a really conscious decision to be plastic free as a as a as a as a as a farm yeah um so they've got a great partner there organic um local milk and yeah as i say the biggest win is um you can pl be plastic free we still need to take our camper van out and go and meet the cows yes that we is will like come to Moscow. yeah we that will is, come to Moscow farm yeah and it is the farmer's neighbor so bryce is the Moscow farmer but he is delivering milk all over the shop all over scotland so he was running out of uh capacity to deliver so his very lovely neighbor sheena decided um to help him deliver some milk and she when when we first met her she's like i have known bryce since he was up to my knee in height <laughs> i was like i'm sure he's gonna love that <laughs> um so anyway she comes along with her big churn and we all help her like carry the churn into the shop and then she takes the empty churn back yeah. and fills it oh, up it's, so. it's proper old school it's before it. even the milk bottle <laughs> delivery man yeah or woman yeah. this is like going beyond back further than that well i don't know if it is really how it did is. it used to go do you well, think people put put milk in a massive to, churn and I mean, then yeah you had to go and get it from the farm you had to go and get it yeah. from the farm yeah yeah your uncle was saying that his dad yeah. used to do that yeah yeah so this is much more common yeah um, in other parts of the country in europe but yeah we are one of only very handful i think in scotland i think there's three yeah maybe three in the, in, whole of Scotland. in the whole of Scotland and Edinburgh um, were the only one yeah so if milk drives you crazy you can get it plastic free at the eco larder yeah and yeah and do you know what else I love about it is that the two of our really regular customers one of the things that they couldn't um, shift was yogurt plastic yogurt pots yeah. even though I mean they were trying to like get a bigger pot and stuff so it reduces like having lots of little pots and those kinds of things that you can do but they are making yogurt from the milk from the vending machine they had to invest in like a little yogurt maker but it's about 20 quid and it uh -huh. doesn't take up much space yeah it, that is made of plastic but like over time that will outweigh um their the footprint because yeah. they they'll be making they only make the yogurts now using that machine and the milk machine so i think that's a really great thing like especially if you go through a lot of yogurt yeah so if you're concerned about yeah the amount of plastic you're seeing with your yogurt consumption yeah then maybe it's yeah worth looking at making your own muesli and yogurt it's yeah. a good combination very good <laughs> so yeah okay so we're highlighting um the milk vending machine yeah so we wanted to talk about ah, aha it is august Light and bulb. the fringe is on that's what we want to talk about yes yeah. yeah and that's good for a number of reasons if you live in edinburgh because you get access to the festival but yeah. we are as it's our first august at the eco ladder we've kind of set ourselves up as a mini fringe venue well just a very rogue one like yeah very rogue and uno <laughs> unofficial unofficial completely but, but that's, that's yeah. like any... we're embracing the arts i feel like every official fringe venue is a bit rogue all right okay well, anyway there's definitely some rogue ones yeah we're what's having... the most rogue fringe venue we want to hear the most rogue fringe venue yeah oh yeah 
I'm sure people will come up. It's probably just people's living rooms. Yeah, I bet you there's a living room. <laughs> yeah. There's a venue. Um, so we're not that rogue. No, but we're embracing the arts because we're having a couple of art exhibitions here at the Eco Larders throughout August. And the one that we are so excited about is from Boxman. And he is the guy that painted our shutters. Yeah, he yeah. is. So, um, picture to shutters. Yes, picture to shutters. <laughs> somewhere. Um, somewhere. Um, yeah, so he is coming up on the end of the at month. the end of august yeah, yeah he's coming up and the shutter story is pretty interesting in itself isn't it like i love what he did first of all when he first showed me it i thought it was just completely off the richter scale um but i've fallen in love with it so much so it's a cat sitting on a little boat picking up plastic water bottles and putting them out of the ocean putting them into her backpack and there are a lot of dogs helping her collect the plastic bottles and some birds and some birds with recycling hats on yeah i mean it's 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 it's, so, it's wacky it's wacky <laughs> and it's it's funny yeah um but yeah we see so many people stop and take a picture of it coming yeah. past the ecolider so we're very thankful to to victor boxman boxman but my favorite thing about the shutters just coming back to that is that um he painted this cat before we got Romaine. We employed Romaine to work in the shop and the cat and Romaine look identical. Mm. So we called the cat Romaine. Yeah. So we have two Romaines. Yes, and she's loving it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's yeah, coming he's up. Coming. So um, there will be a chance <laughs> to come and see him. Uh, both the art events that we've had are for charity, raising funds um, yeah. for different charities. Um, so yeah, you could still come down to Boxman's exhibition. Yeah. And at the start of the month, we had the lovely Alice. Yes. Uh, who we also met through volunteering. Yeah. Um, who was raising funds for? It's she's going out to a country in Africa. I've forgotten the name of. Was but it, basically. Was it? Nigeria. Was it Nigeria? Yes. Yeah. And she is raising money to help educate um like sexual awareness and sexual health. health and contraception things like yeah. that in uh in nigeria to specifically educating um the public there so she is fantastic and she's been so helpful as well in the shop you know yeah she's a star she's yeah. also done some artwork for us yeah she did the elephant and the moon yeah, on the if blackboard you've, if you've been to practice a yoga class or yeah. even if you're just coming in and out of the shop you can see um yeah, a very colorful elephant we, yeah we have a yeah. forever piece from alice too yeah i know um so yeah we've had one and we're gonna have one our yeah. exhibition that will be our attempt at being a fringe venue um <laughs> which yeah we're pretty pleased with for year one yeah 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 so yeah we've yeah. got so many events which are all up online yeah we have a ton of events but yeah. these are like kind of the yeah, this was unusual our, ones for august this is our shop update yeah number one yeah so there you go. There we are. So here we have the very lovely Catherine Gemmel from the Marine Conservation Society. Thank you so much. Welcome, Catherine. No, thank you so much for having me. You are our first interview on the podcast. So very exciting. Very privileged. Yes, very first guest. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, so we thought we'd have a little bit of a chat about you and the Marine Conservation Society and the Plastic Free July event, how that's all gone and beach cleans and all sorts, right? Yeah, because it's a huge organization or it's been around for how long has the Marine Conservation Society been going? Yes, we've actually been going for over 30 years now. So we are a UK-wide charity. Um, so we actually started off in somebody's back garden in oh, Ross-on-Wye. Wow. So in the middle of rural England, miles away from the sea, it was a group of really passionate divers who got together and kind of was already starting to see what impact we were having on the oceans. So they founded the Marine Conservation Society. So it's amazing to think that we've grown from that to a team of almost 80 staff now wow. and we're spread out from still in ross on y is where our head office is mm -hmm. we've now got an office in london we've got a team in wales and we've obviously got our office in edinburgh now which was set up by my manager callum back in 2000 and um, so we've been uh, yet in scotland now for 19 years 19 years, years. Yes. what got yeah. you joining marine conservation society how did you get involved yeah i was actually a volunteer first Aww. so um my story kind of began at aberdeen university so i studied marine and coastal resource management because mm. I always kind of had that love for the sea. I grew up on the Murray Coast where we've got those amazing bottlenose dolphins. It's one of my oh, favorite yeah. things to tell everyone. That's we're got... about to head there. Oh, are you? The Murray Coast. We were just trying to figure out how to pronounce it properly. How do you say it? So Murray. Oh, Murray. Murray. It's almost like Murray, the surname is in M-U-R-R-A-Y. Murray. Okay. I just think of a Flight of the Concords when you said Murray. Like that. Murray, but is it O? But it is spelled M-O-R-A-Y. That's why I get confused. So a lot of people like yeah. visit you then go, we're going to Moray. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh, where's that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're going to Murray. Yeah. So yeah, if you go to Spey Bay near Fockelburst, that's okay. where the uh, Scottish Dolphin Visitor Centre is. And oh. that's where I volunteered like every Saturday after school. Oh, um, how nice. Is that? It's beautiful up there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Scotland has the world's fattest bottlenose dolphins. Oh, we? we can be very proud of our fat dolphins. Fat dolphins. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, definitely check it out up there. So, that's yeah. kind of what got me into like wanting to study like marine yeah. science but I have to hold my hands up and say I was not very good at biology so the whole normal route of going through marine biology wasn't wasn't for me yeah. um, but it was actually learning to dive at university that really kind of got me into like this is what I want to do you know yeah. and I actually did learn to dive in Scotland a lot of people are like seriously like you go diving yeah. in scotland it's like we've got like world-class diving around in scotland oh it is beautiful especially over on the west coast that we've got coral reefs you know we've got cold water corals we've got everything from basking sharks to playful seals to the dolphins we've got orca killer whale and wow. um, so yeah so i feel like the orca that's my spirit animal yeah. Since a young age, I've felt that connection. We were talking about this earlier, so yeah. we're trying to see more of Scotland Amazing. for our holidays. Yeah, um, oh, lovely. And yeah, but I'm sure we're preaching to a lot of converted people, but there is so much yeah. to see. There really um, you is. You don't have to go very far. No, you don't at all. And this is what's amazing. It's even like bringing it back right here to Edinburgh, where you guys are now based with the Eco Larder. The fourth estuary is just full of amazing wildlife. Like we had a humpback whale there last year. Yes, um, I remember that, yeah. And that was actually brilliant for putting us on the map a little bit and people realizing you don't have to travel halfway around the world to see yeah. amazing wildlife. Yeah. But more importantly, it also reminds people about the impacts we're having on our oceans is impacting the amazing wildlife that does live on our doorsteps. And that yeah. is our neighbors yeah. um, as well. Because that's another common misconception, isn't it? That we're trying to do our bit, but it's not on our doorstep. 
but it so is on our doorstep everything that yeah that we're doing exactly it's you guys are doing yeah it's all connected yeah. and especially because what's been fantastic with like over the last two years this massive raise of awareness like thanks to blue planet it's in the news everybody's like realizing about the impact especially of plastics on yeah. our oceans yeah but there's still sometimes is a bit of disconnect where people think it's still just off in tropical places yeah. and actually forgetting that, no, right well, here yeah, in right. Scotland. Sadly, we see it on our beach cleanups every, yeah. every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the fact that you're going out every single month yeah. and it's actually the sad reality that it's every single tide yes. that's kind of coming yeah. in. It is, yeah. I know it is a really sad topic, but like I, at the same time, just I love and I get really inspired by how many people are coming together to clean the beaches, to do something, to make changes. And that's like really exciting. So like making a, a, something positive, right? Like yeah. out of a really difficult situation. Yeah. And you guys yeah. are doing a hugely positive thing. I think one of the biggest things that people will probably know about, which you guys have driven, is is the plastic bag tax. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was yeah. largely... And that's, yeah, played a huge part. And actually what's quite nice is bring it back to that. I'm a big fan of the ocean optimism movement because it is really difficult when you're looking at what's happening on the news as remembering actually there's so much good stuff and most of it is volunteers. And that's actually how I started with MCS as one of our sea champion volunteers going out to do these beach cleans. Um, And it was the year that the carrier bag charge in Scotland came in back in 2014 was when I kind of moved back up to Scotland after doing some traveling around and doing some education work um, and realized that actually, yeah, we as volunteers, as individual people can help actually change laws at government level which will stop this stuff getting into the ocean but we wouldn't be able to do it without volunteers going down to beaches and collecting the information so we used all of the data going back to 1994 1994. Um, yeah volunteers have been going out since then for us doing beach cleans counting up carrier bags as well as everything else yeah does the did the uk lead on that or were we one of the first to yeah, Maybe so I believe it was actually Northern Ireland beat right. us to it, okay. um, as did Wales, and okay. then it was Scotland, and then the UK government brought it into place for yeah. um, for England as well. So it's really nice, actually, when you look at the power that we can have in Scotland, yeah. our government and our parliament does have a lot of devolved powers, especially around the environment. So yeah. they have the power to put in mm. place a 5p carrier bag charge. And some more recent successes are about, you know, the plastic stemmed cotton bud sticks. Yeah. So obviously you've got the lovely cardboard and paper versions in store here. Yeah. We worked with a charity called Fidra, who are based out at North Berwick. Yeah. And they had been looking at these plastic cotton bud sticks and just realizing there is no need for these things to be made of plastic. People were flushing them down their toilets. They were still ending up on beaches in their thousands. So they used our data to go to government. And we're now literally just waiting for the legislation to be passed to ban them completely. Oh, that's so good. Which is incredible. The fact that the choice won't even be there. So people will automatically be choosing the better option for our environment. Because there are some things where we can get the laws changed. Exactly. That make everybody's life easier. So they don't have to think about it when they go. They just know, no, that's what I'll buy now instead. Because the other bad option just isn't even on the shelves anymore i know that's what we need to do right it needs to be driven in that way and but just want to say like i love that you're um you're just you're living and breathing what you love to do you know it's really nice to see that and i think that's when um 
you know, creation really happens and like great ideas come when when you're really working in what you love. And I can see that. Like you're yeah. so passionate. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And it is right. Like I do have yeah. to pinch myself sometimes, especially when, you know, coming to, like spending my Friday afternoon coming to do this with you guys is amazing. Yeah. And going out to beaches with kids, you know, because it's my role is so varied. Like my official job title is Scotland Conservation Officer, Ooh. but which I know, which sounds very fancy. <laughs> sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But it also means that I can kind of work on everything from beach cleans to marine protected areas, but also I have to admit education is one of my favorite things that yeah. I do yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there was a beach clean I did actually in association with a, another charity called APRS who ran the Have You Got The Bottle campaign, which has been really instrumental in bringing in this deposit return system for yeah. bottles and cans that we'll hopefully be getting in 2021, which is amazing. But we took some kids from a Perth primary school out to an Angus beach and they were around 10 years old mm. and there was two of them who'd never seen the sea before. What? You have got to be kidding me. So this is like, there's still things on this job that I do and it, I, I forget. Did you? Yeah. yeah. High school. So, I mean, yeah. obviously you're landlocked, but yeah. you're still only about an hour and a half yeah. from the sea, if not that. even that. Yeah. yeah. And like, so where, where, which beach did you guys go to? So we went to East Haven Beach up in Angus because there's a okay. brilliant local community there who have kind of adopted the council toilets. So they've reopened them and they've got lovely oh. artwork on the wall. They do the beach watch surveys. They oh, do amazing. biodiversity surveys. They're a brilliant community group. Mm-hmm. So we just thought it'd be a great to join them up with this school yeah. who's done so much work. But it just shows us that there's all of this stuff going on and it kind of maybe yeah. makes sense that maybe this is why we're in the place we are because there's still some people who just have no connection no yeah, that yeah. complete to our own what yeah. you said earlier, when you take the yeah. choice or the choice doesn't exist anymore, then the next generation only, yeah, yeah. It becomes the norm, doesn't it? Only knows one way. It becomes the norm, but also like just what you're saying, like education is just what is needed. We need to be aware and like the scary pictures and stuff. Like sometimes I feel that we can be get get like desensitized. Is that the right word? Yeah, definitely. Like to to those images. So go what you did there is amazing. Like take the kids out to go see things for themselves. Like touch, feel, that's and see, you know, that's the way we learn. Um, like rather than maybe an overload of information and you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. Like go and see it. Exactly. And, and you know, it's not just about the kids either, because what we've started doing over the past few years is taking our members of the Scottish Parliament onto beach cleans as well. Oh, amazing. Because you've hit the nail on the head. We can send them all the reports, we can send them all the figures, yeah. but sometimes until you get them onto a beach in their area with their constituents and yeah. they realize what's happening, yeah. you can see that light bulb moment when they're like, oh, we understand this is a problem. Yeah. And that's when they go back, they relook at those reports, they look at that data and yeah. then they try and push for the changes. Yeah. yeah, so it's education, but it's education almost for every for everybody yeah. Um, yeah. as well. So it's a, been a complete learning curve, this job 
for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, learning learning new things every day, which That's is amazing. yeah incredible. And ju- just on that, it's like I guess another way for you guys to try and educate the public is through through the Plastic Free July um, campaign that has just been, and we did our best here at the Eco Larder to try and really support what you guys were doing. So we were doing things like providing discounts on the products that you were saying are would make a real impact on on changing and swapping um but how do you first of all how did it really kind of come about is it just because of that education piece or are there other things kind of linked to it yeah it's actually amazing and i think it's probably going to be a bit of a theme like the importance of volunteers it was one of our volunteers and it was back in 2013 lovely sea champion called emily down on the south coast and gave up plastic for lent and decided to raise money for mcs as part of that challenge Um, and she kind of documented it all she got coverage on the news um which would have been quite quite a bit before like oh mainstream stuff that you talked about earlier was exactly was hitting us yeah so basically we then just thought this is that's such a great idea Mm. let's launch that challenge and challenge everybody to do that so that's when we kind of launched the plastic challenge so originally we did it in June um, as a kind of beginning of summer campaign and then this kind of global movement of plastic free July as that kind of awareness was starting to grow up so that's why um, last year we then decided like right let's join this global movement and combine our plastic challenge with plastic free July and challenge everyone to take on that task that wonderful sea champion started like all those years ago and it has just grown and grown and grown. Have you got any early results from the July we just had? Yeah, so we had over nine and a half thousand people take part in the plastic challenge, which is incredible. And I think, and that's only the people who actually officially filled out the pledge online. So I think when you look, I think it was like our social media and the website hits got over a million hits Mm. with the people obviously looking for tips, looking for where to go, what it's all about and then the social media coverage was just fantastic the amount of people now like sharing photos of experiences asking where can i get this where can i get that yeah and i did an event actually on wednesday night in sterling just to kind of close my own personal plastic challenge off um, as well because i've done it now every year since i started back in 2015 and i said it just shows you how much has changed in 2015 when i started it was incredibly challenging and I remember talking to my younger brother about it we're a bit like chalk and cheese when you look at siblings and his idea of recycling at that point was putting things in the bin most of the time it was actually just putting things next to the bin for my mom (laughs) to then put away but this year the plastic challenge he was like Catherine guess what I've bought a reusable coffee cup because he he works in an office so he was then actually buying one of these single-use cups every single day and I was just like oh that's amazing like to to see yeah. like now my friends and my family, like even just actually before I came, yeah. one of my friends who's expecting a baby is now like looking at all these options on how she can reduce plastic waste and um, you know, for when her new baby comes. Yes. So I think just- Call snappies. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Any hints and tips and the Facebook tip swap group is just mad for, for all of um, the hints there, which is fantastic. So both personally and then officially through like these campaign figures, just yeah i think it's been hugely successful and i think it will only continue to grow yeah but i think one of the important things i've been saying to everyone especially a lot of my friends who are trying it for the first time and it can be really overwhelming and i always just say how lucky i am i'm like 
my office is literally a two minutes walk from the Eco Lardo. So this has made my plastic challenge personally the most successful I've ever been. I think I used like three pieces of plastic like throughout the month, which amazing. was amazing. But that's kind of yeah. down to you guys being able to have all of these refillable options uh, right here. And I understand yeah. that's it's just not available. We would obviously like one of you guys in every single yeah. town yeah. <laughs> in Scotland to help people. Yeah. So it's letting everyone know yeah. that it's but not all on you. We're getting closer and closer to that. I mean, we are. Yeah. There's never been more options across the UK. Yeah. So that's probably obviously and the all linked to the supermarkets success. are like really getting more aware as well and making like little changes. You know, you do see see things progressing now. Definitely, yeah. change is definitely on the horizon yeah. and it's happening. And I think that's what's important for everyone to remember. Like, it's not all on you. Like, the challenge is kind of designed for you to fail it because it's it's not actually hard is. possible. Yeah. So it's then yeah. showing where you have failed. And then you're going to the people who do have the power to make those changes, whether it's the supermarkets, whether it's the plastic producers, whether it's government and saying, yeah. look, I did the plastic challenge. I've done my bit. Mm. But yeah. to actually make this sustainable going forward for my lifestyle, for my budget, for the planet, we need you to step up and exactly. play your part too. It's all it comes down to, isn't it? It's the yeah. message of you, you can vote with you yourself that's that's the only way you're going to change yeah. exactly change yeah. so you can make the make the impact yeah. hugely so yeah. and that's I where always, yeah i always feel that it does start with the individual like we do say oh it needs to be government it needs to be this or oh, we need to see that but like exactly the point that you're making like begin with yourself and then you then you can use that information to um, document it and share it and or influence your friends or uh, as far as you guys are going like influencing policy and things like that you know it but mm. you have to start somewhere exactly yeah. and I think there's this lovely quote that's been growing around hasn't it isn't for the individual taking part in like the plastic challenge or plastic free July isn't about doing it perfectly it's about loads of people doing it imperfectly yeah. and it is and I think that is what we're starting yeah. to see as well and yeah. I mean you must just have noticed it in store even because I feel like every time I come and visit you guys yeah. it's more and more busy and there's yeah. more people doing more things you know so yeah. there was a gentleman outside and he had a whole bag full of things to refill so yeah. you guys must have seen even a difference yourselves maybe yeah definitely and also just generally more questions and like curious people and you know like coming for the first time and i like seeing that um we had that more in july you know people saying how does this work what do i yeah, do i mean yeah. july yeah. definitely kicked off another yeah. round of people who hadn't brilliant been in store yeah or considered um zero waste shopping yeah. so yeah, yeah we got another wave of, of people off the back of Plastic Free July, which yeah. you know, converts um, some a little bit more. Yeah, um, and that's great. And hopefully the idea now, isn't it, is obviously that whatever you did do for Plastic Free July and Plastic Challenge, you know, if you went full on out, but you know, I won't be able to keep this up yeah. for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. It's trying to choose which things you, you can. Yeah. Try not revert straight back to how you were before. Yeah. And each year, what mm -hmm. I've done is then try and take on yeah. a few more a different few swaps. Because yeah. um, yeah. one of the my friends actually um, messaged me yesterday being like, you'll be so proud of me, channeled my inner Catherine and I bought a bamboo toothbrush. Oh. I was like, yay! <laughs> and I was like, it will be strange the first time you use it. Yeah. But I was like, you'll never go back. No, I was like, I think if I went to put a piece of plastic in my mouth now, I'd be really like, Ah, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but that's an easy thing. Like if it's just yeah. one item you can swap out, 
and then keep going. And but I think the conversation has well and truly started now, and it's just about oh, yeah. keeping so, it going. So pleased it was your biggest and best yet. Um, yeah, amazing. it really was. Yeah, and I think it will just keep continuing to grow. And people are now then. I think getting empowered themselves to take it even further because there's people now starting petitions, they're writing to yeah. MPs, MSPs, they're speaking to newspapers, even the newspapers themselves mm. are reporting. starting to reporting it now yeah. and covering it more. So yeah. I think, you know, sometimes everyone, some of the skeptics were like, well, what difference can I make by just swapping out my toothbrush? Yeah. And it's actually, well, it's a bit like the domino effect, isn't it? That's yeah. just your first domino, but that impact yeah. can be massive when everybody's starting to take those yeah. little steps as well and uh, the other thing that um that you get a lot of people involved with and helping out with is the, is the beach clean isn't it is, is that once a year or more so yeah so our beach watch project is probably one of the biggest first things that we kind of started on as an organization getting these volunteers out collecting data so the project's kind of known as beach watch um, okay. so you can do beach watch anytime you want on any beach mm -hmm. basically all you have to do is find a 100 meter stretch mm -hmm. and then register on the website and then you get given one of our survey forms head down to there either if it's just you and your dog or you want to organize it as a nice big community event like you guys do mm -hmm. and then go down and then everything from the last high tide so basically that seaweed strand line you see on the beach pick up everything from there to the back of the beach and then just make sure you're tallying up how many cans, how many nappies, how many wet wipes, how many bits of plastic you're counting. Yeah. And then you can go back and upload that all to the website. So we've now got this massive database of beach litter. And what's incredible is although we started it here in the UK, that same methodology, that same survey sheet is now being used throughout the whole Northeast Atlantic region. Wow. So we actually hold the database for that part of Europe Amazing. to be able to influence not just policy here in Scotland, in the UK, but also Europe. Europe. And then the event that we've obviously got coming up next is the Great British Beach Clean in September. So yeah. although Beachwatch, you can go and do it any time of year, obviously the more data, the yeah. better. But even if you can only go out once a year, they head out in the third weekend of September. Yeah. And the reason we do it then is on the Saturday, it's the International Coastal Cleanup. Aha. So this is where it's actually a global movement, movement of people going out and doing beach cleans and gathering data. Yeah. So the data collected um, on Saturday 21st, and we'll go down in September, will actually be then presented to the UN and they'll be using that to be oh, looking at a wow. snapshot of marine litter around the world. So yeah. just from yeah, being a volunteer down at Cramond, yeah, helping well, count it. Be on yeah. that Saturday. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Global, but right here in Edinburgh too. And it's yeah. also looking like Cramond will be probably one of our biggest beach cleans yeah. yet as well. So yeah. that's why we thought it'd be brilliant to join with you guys and put it on the Saturday. Yes. So we're hoping to get two data sets done. So we'll split the beach in two and we'll get two surveys um, from it as well. Um, I think we've got 170 volunteers already, wow. which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we've still got, it's a big beach. And unfortunately, as you guys know, there's always a yeah. lot of litter the down at Cranwell. It's, it's that data yeah. that sparks every other conversation yeah. that you have. So it's not just collecting data for data's sake. It's that's what you use, isn't it? That's what yeah. the message, that's exactly. how you get the message. So yeah, yeah, so what we'll then do before the end of the year is we'll collate all the data collected from that weekend from yeah. across the UK into a report. And that's what's then sent to government ministers, yeah. to industry, to water companies, to businesses to say, this is the snapshot. And it is also reminding them, this is only a tiny snapshot of what's happening on our coastlines. 
So here are the things that you can do. So we can look at the top 10 items and that's how we then work out what campaigns we should be doing next. Yeah. So that's why we worked on cotton buds. That's why we worked on deposit return because cotton buds and bottles and cans and glass were always in those top 10 items. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're looking at next is actually, probably not surprised, cigarette butts. Oh yeah. Okay. We also see so many of them so everywhere. Many. Yeah, so we've actually been speaking to Ash Scotland, who are a charity for action on smoking and health. Okay. Um, because again, talk about learning new things. And um, a lot of the single use filters that are made of plastic have no health benefits whatsoever when they were first produced they were advertised as making smoking healthier but apparently oh, wow. because okay yeah it takes away some that. of the the bad stuff the yeah but apparently according to ash scotland's research all um it does is cool down the smoke and make it easier to inhale so they said in oh. fact it's actually making it worse. easier for people to smoke so yeah. in fact it's having a worse impact because then, then more people would you, like actually inhale plastic potentially because like, you because it goes through. Yeah, it's obviously going through that through that yeah. plastic. So who knows what microplastic yeah. issues there could be. And yeah. unfortunately, if you've been to the beach and you've seen them, it's always those little butts, those little yeah. filters at the end yeah. that are then left. And so not on the street. Yeah. It's just exactly one of the worst, yeah. isn't it? So it just shows you that there is always going to be something that we're wanting yeah. to campaign on and yeah. need the data yeah. for. So we've Back looked up. at all that data and we have sent it to the Scottish government. Yeah. Um, and we're just waiting on a response to see how they're going to how they're going to tackle it as well yeah. so there's loads going on um, but as always we can't do it without volunteers and people like you guys like helping us out amazing yeah. amazing amazing isn't it yeah so that's very uplifting yeah. good yeah. <laughs> keep going yeah and we're so proud to be a yeah. partner with you guys yeah no, we that's are. brilliant we really are yeah. and i feel yeah just gathering more people like keep the momentum going keep the data going i am working on learning how to be better with data <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so well, thank you so much Catherine, for coming Catherine. thank you no it's all yeah. thank you guys so much for being our, our, on our very first podcast i'm first, delighted first guest <laughs> thank you thanks So this is the last part of our podcast and we have our amazing Charlotte here yes. with us. Hello. Um, Hi. And this is the questions from the public and answers um, wrapping things up. So, yeah, so we hope this will continue to be fed by lovely questions yes. from our listeners. Check out our Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, Twitter. question to us Not so familiar with Twitter. Yeah, we have Twitter. I know, but... Just not a great user of it. We'll, we'll observe all the channels. Yeah. We'll get the questions, <laughs> however you want to send them to us. Yeah. Okay, so, so over to Charlotte. Cool. Yes. So today we have some questions from Instagram. So the first one is, can schools donate EcoBricks to you guys? Question number one. First of all, EcoBricks. EcoBricks. If you do not know what an EcoBrick is, go to ecobricks.org. Uh, mm -hmm. where you'll find out more information. Uh, number two, we are an EcoBricks depot, one of the first, if not the only one in Edinburgh that we're Scotland. aware of. Scotland. Yes. Okay, we can maybe make that claim. Um, <laughs> and to answer the question, yes, absolutely. But a key thing to get out there about EcoBricks, because unfortunately we've had to turn a few away. Illegal EcoBricks. Illegal EcoBricks. Yes. Is that you are following the guidelines from ecobricks.org. Yes. And what that means is you have to get them registered 
unverified. Indeed, you get a little serial number. You get a serial number, you have to insert yeah. the weight and make sure that meets the special criteria for the brick yes. so that it's okay to build with, which the is fundamentally is what we are doing with them. Mm -hmm. So um, using um, plastic that's not recyclable, so single use mainly, um, to make a building material with. So yes, great, um, great thing for schools to do. And you can donate your school yes. EcoBricks to the EcoLouder, verified, authorized on EcoBricks.org. Awesome. Look at our website, come into the shop, our, our Facebook page for all the information as well. And we have events yeah. every month. We do. EcoBrick events. Every so month, if you come yeah. along to that, yeah. you can it's learn a great about that. to check them out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also create them because it's a workshop. Yeah. So you learn about them. We talk about them, yeah. we we create them. And hopefully very soon you will see the results our of our build. bench. Yes. Anyway, next cool. question, question, please. Question two question is, two. have you ever received any negativity as a result of your innovative venture? You know, that's a really interesting question. And I feel that most people that come in here have found out about us online, um, like either through the website, searching on Google or Facebook or whatever. But, and they're so excited. Everybody turns into children. They see like a whole wall of beans and they're like, ah! <laughs> and the <laughs> peanut butter machine. Yeah, and the peanut butter machine. Cause it's like people do a little sh walk around and they're like, it's quite exciting. And then the next thing and the next thing. And then the peanut butter machine, like, it totally is like a cherry on top. Yeah. Um, but so everybody, we get, we get that response, but we sometimes see some negativity when, um, when people just sort of drop by and there was like, cause we, you know, it's all wooden and things. So sometimes people think we're a coffee shop. So like, oh, bummer. Um, but other times it's, uh yeah like unfortunately it can be tourists coming in you know and they yeah. and they're like really i have to bring my own container and it's like yeah but i quite like those challenges because um it makes me realize that there's still a lot of work that we need to be doing because i think we get a bit of a false illusion of what the world is really like you know because everybody that comes in here wants to make a change they want to make a difference so naturally i tend to i don't know about you matt but i tend to fall into that headspace where i think everybody is working towards this yeah, yeah. i totally agree i think the negativity is maybe from people thinking they they can't make the change they can't make the difference yeah. or we're not making a difference yeah and um you know it's proven that you can yeah. So it's maybe just a bit of a lack of yeah. knowledge or understanding yes. or not on that journey yet. Um, so there's, yeah, there's always bits of negativity, there but is. generally it's incredibly positive. And you In the can shop, make around a difference. The shop, everyone we interact with. Yeah. So yeah, blown away since we've started by the, yeah, by our community. Yeah. So yeah, very, awesome. very little negativity. That's good. Yes. So our third question is, do you connect with other stores like yours in Edinburgh or Scotland? And if you do, which ones are they? Well, um, we opened less than a year ago and <laughs> there are now, I don't know, across the UK, but in Edinburgh alone, 
there's now several options yeah. to get zero waste. Yeah, there's one down uh, in Leaf. Yeah. So um, there is um, across the city options, which is brilliant. Yeah. And we see that as normalizing the whole process, which is ultimately yeah. what we want to see. But you guys um, were the first one. Yeah, we set up. We're the um, first one in Edinburgh, but, but yeah. you know, on that there is like, um, there is a stat that I think one of our volunteers um said to me something like one zero waste shop opening every two weeks wow. yeah. in the uk so yeah it's there's a big movement yeah going yeah. on yeah, yeah it's fantastic you know yeah. to see and in all honesty we haven't connected so much with other shops yet because uh it's been quite hard to get out hasn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah i mean a more joined up approach um it, you know mm -hmm. it's something that we can look at yeah. Um, yeah but the biggest most exciting thing is yeah there's options there yeah and there's more coming there's yeah more changes being made yeah um so collectively even if it's not officially there's a huge change happening yeah um so all for more stores cool that's Yay. all the questions that's all the questions Great. yep thank you very much thank you. you're welcome and uh, that's our podcast done as well. Wow. Yes. We have made it through. I know. It's been, it's been really yeah. good. Like at first I was kind of like nervous. Yeah. And then I eased into it. And here we are at the end. So thank you so much thank for you. listening. If you have listened all the way to we here. Don't know if I don't know. Yet. Maybe nobody's listened. <laughs> we will listen back. We will. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. Yeah. If you'd like to see anything, hear anything, yeah. learn anything. Send us anything. feedback. Yeah. Send us Fe questions. Yeah. You know where to find us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. We'll just see how this podcasting goes. Yeah. Woohoo. Signing out. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>